worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Top of the morning to all at the bottom of the hours. R&R in the morning, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J., James Pledger, Edwin Hafner. Right now we're going to be joined by Todd Archer, NFL ESPNS Insider, covers the Dallas Cowboys. Todd, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Man, we're good, you man. You guys have more vacations than anybody I know, man. Dude, What's going on? You know, Todd, it's, it's, <laughs> you, we, if you don't use it, you lose it around here. They okay. don't let us sell all it right, back. I, gotcha. I mean, it's football season. <laughs> I know, football right? Football reporters cover football during football season to kind of quote Parcells. So, I mean, what, what are we doing? You're right. I, <laughs> I agree. I can't wait to tell yeah. Rob. No, What's you're right. What's up, guys? Grab that clip. Hey, <laughs> Todd. Talk to me about this team, man. Who is this team beating teams above 500 and putting it together on all three phases? Yeah, now it'll change to Dak has never beaten a team in cold weather, <laughs> yeah. uh, away from home, uh, you know, on when it's a quarter moon or whatever, right? Um, <laughs> no, no, like, th- th- you can tell the confidence that this team has, and and they continue to prove, maybe not to themselves, but to other people, that they should be a team that people look at and, and take for real. Now, is it a week-to-week thing? If they lose in Buffalo, are people going to see, say, same old Cowboys? Right. Maybe some of them will, but they, they just put a pretty good licking on the Eagles uh, a week after the Niners just put a pretty good licking on the Eagles. And ultimately, it might not mean the division win because of the way the schedule lines up um, and, and how it favors the Eagles down the stretch. Uh, but I do think if these teams meet in the playoffs – you know, you can you can have a you can have an edge on them by saying you beat us by a couple inches up at your place, and we waxed at our place. You, you'd have you'd take some confidence going into a playoff game against Philadelphia. Todd, does the NFL need a committee to decide where these teams should be ranked going into the playoffs? Because my eye test tells me that they're are two teams playing better than anybody else in the NFL right now. That is the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no, I, I don't think they should because they, well, maybe they should. Imagine the interest in all that stuff. Right? No. Think of the ratings and all that. Uh, Jerry was asked that question about the game because, again, in all likelihood, the Cowboys are going to be going on the road for the first round of the playoffs against the either a barely above 500 or a below 500 NFC South team uh, for the second straight year in the playoffs. And Jerry was asked about it, and he's like, no, I'm okay with it. We know what we're signing up for, and I would, if, if I'm on the other end of it, I'd want that home playoff game if I won a division, even if I didn't have enough, have the wins that I wanted to have. So it's hard to complain about it. I, I guess Cowboys fans can complain about it. But if Jerry's not going to complain about it, 
nothing's going to change because if there's someone who can affect change, you'd think it would be Jerry. Uh, but it just looks like two years in a row. There, what was Tampa's record last year? Nine and eight? Something like that. It wasn't good. So, so now you're going to Atlanta, New Orleans, or. So it's not no, a not bad Carolina. place to be, actually, when you think about it. Of course, you would want to buy. And again, I can't, at right. this point, Todd, I can't really just guarantee. I know Collinsworth was saying it last night. Well, the Eagles should win out. The Eagles also, you know, lost to the Jets and went to overtime with the Commanders. I'm not, there's no guarantee the Eagles went out. But they should. <laughs> okay, they should. The only, let's be honest. The only game that should possibly lose would be Monday against Seattle, right? I mean, they got three buys going in with Giants, uh, Cardinals, Giants. The last three games, they're that's thir they're at thirteen right now. If you look at it, so if, to me, you know the Cowboys. And you look at their next three games is Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit. You can wonder about Detroit after their loss to Chicago. Uh, I got gotcha, you, but. You know, the Cowboys, are, are, they're going through their hard run right now. And, and this is where the, the schedule kind of all evens out a little bit uh, when, when everybody complains about it because there's really only two games that are different on the Cowboys' schedule and the Eagles' schedule based on where they finished the previous year. So, um, you know, it, it's that committee thing. You got me thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be on that committee? Todd. I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> He's Todd Archer, NFL insider for ESPN, been coming to Dallas Cowboys for forever. What is the biggest difference? And, again, now I'm looking at – when I look at the Chargers, I know he got hurt last night. Did Dak make Kellen or vice versa? And what is the biggest difference when you're looking at the games from this year and last year when they still had the number one offense? Right. So, in effect, they're kind of doing the same thing that they've always done, right? Right. It, statistically, when you look at the numbers and the yards and the points that they put up, um, but there's probably a different feel to it because of how Dak is playing. Remember last year, he played 12 games and he had 15 picks. Well, now he's played 13 games and he's got six. Like, his level of play is so much higher than it's been um, at any point in his career. And you have to give Mike McCarthy credit. And by the way, who ne by the way never wants to take any credit, might complain about not getting credit. And even when you try and throw him some credit, he'll still throw it back in your face, like he did to me in the press conference after the game. Um, but Dak is look—he's the MVP, what, Todd. You can say it. You can say it. He's the MVP. Well, this is—I was—I was getting there in a roundabout way because last night he said I was solid enough to win, like. 61% of his passes. Well, he's usually at like 68, 69, 70. Uh. Um, he, 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 he was not happy with how he played, and yet, yet he was still 271 yards, two touchdowns, and, and didn't turn the you – know, had the obviously the sack fumble for the touchdown, but didn't have another interception. So, like, that's MVP stuff when you can have – what do we want to call it? A B-plus, a B-game? for how he had looked the previous seven weeks or six weeks, I mean, and, and still win and still win convincingly, Th that's MVP stuff right there. It really is, Ty. And I think it's talking about the second half. If we want to nitpick, well, we can nitpick the second half later. Let's talk about Gilmore and reminding ourselves that the Cowboys got him for a fifth-round pick. I I mean, again, it, you see the nine catches for over 90 yards. You think, oh, well, A.J. Brown had a decent game. In my opinion, I thought Gilmore dominated that game. 
And he's 33 years old. And, and at one point, I guess AJ Brown called him old, and Gilmore didn't like hearing that. Um, and and yeah, think about it. Uh, McCarthy after the game said the most critical play was their fourth down stop. Well, in third down, he also had a he, Gilmore made the tackle on AJ Brown, and a fourth down he had the tackle on Devontae Smith. So he's in part part of the two most critical plays. We can talk about the forced fumble that he had earlier as well, punching it free from from AJ Brown. A.J. Brown came into the Cowboys game, the first game against him. He had six straight games with at least 125 yards receiving. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done a good job on A.J. Brown this year. And I think for Gilmore, go back to Seattle. D.K. Metcalf's going crazy. Cowboys put him on him. And then you go to today, last night with Smith and and A.J. Brown. Cowboys feel confident with with, with Theron playing. He's got all the pick sixes. But I think they feel really more confident with how Stephon Gilmore's playing and how steady he is and how, yeah, he might give up, you, you said the stats there, the 93 yards, and it wasn't all on him. But when it matters most, he's not giving it up. He's always in position. He'll get beat. They all get beat. But he's a guy that, when it's crunch time, he's there and he's making plays. Todd Archer of ESPN joining us via the Byers Barricade guest line. Todd, it's... A lesser injury in terms of name recognition, but I think it's a bigger injury in terms of the overall effectiveness of this defense. What's the latest on Jonathan Hankins? Yeah, it was a high ankle sprain that he suffered there in mm. the third quarter on the first drive. They don't think, at, after the game, they didn't think it was going to be one of these six to eight week kind of things, but generally in my mind, when I hear high ankle sprain, I'm thinking four weeks at the very least. We'll see. We'll know more today. Hopefully, when McCarthy talks to us. But you're right. That that's a pretty massive injury for for what he means to the run defense. And he's a guy who also has three sacks, which is three more, I think, than anybody else uh, thought he would have had uh, this season. <laughs> he was playing at a high level, and now it's Mozzie Smith. We're still waiting for the first round pick to to. I don't want to say show us anything, but show us a lot. <laughs> and now he's going to have a chance, and he better because. Buffalo can run the ball. Well, let me change that. Josh Allen can run the ball, certainly. <laughs> Miami can run the ball. Detroit mm. can run the ball. And you know when you get in the playoffs, well, if they play San Francisco, they can run the ball. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll hopefully know more about Hankin's status. But this is why they drafted Mozzie Smith. So far, it's not worked out for him. I'm not saying he's a bust and they shouldn't have done it and yada, yada, yada. But now he has a chance to, uh, as Dak said, hold the pen and write his own story over the last month of the season. Did I guess we got to talk kickers, Todd? I mean I, I, I mean, I don't know how we don't. Did they give him the game ball last night? I didn't see any footage from the locker room. Uh, he, he got one of the NFC game ball, uh, NBC game balls, like okay. him, Gilmore, and I think Dak got the offensive one. But, I mean, clearly you have to f- scout the MLS and find your kickers. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, a guy who was a formal first-round pick, for Toronto FC or whatever they are up there, and, and then goes to the U.S. and never kicked the ball in his life until what do we want to say? I think four years ago. It's crazy. Like, it, it's crazy. I heard Collinsworth say they kind of load manage him during the week because he's had so. It's, it's weird. I've never heard that about a kicker. Like Collinsworth was saying when he talked with McCarthy, they kind of try to keep his work limited during the week. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's started, a first. Yeah, they just started that because remember. He came, he was in the USFL in the spring, so this is a guy who's done a lot of kicking from the entire year. And go back to what Cavante Turpin when he came to the Cowboys out of the USFL. And heck, Cavante I think played like 
12 straight months of football with all the different leagues he was in. But I think with Aubrey, they, they want to make sure he's never done this before at this level. He has more kicks than anybody when you factor in touchbacks, uh, field goals, and, and, and uh, kickoffs. So didn't grow up with it. You just want to make sure you're being smart with him during practice. That was something that John Fossil started really last week about a little, some fewer reps on Wednesday and Thursday uh, than they had been making. And what's funny is, like, I think it was the Thursday practice, dude, it was blowing like 40 miles an hour out there. And, like, at the start, there's a huge tunnel effect from when it comes in and mm -hmm. bounces off the buildings. Like, he was. It looked like he was throwing split finger fastballs with his when he was kicking these things with how the wind was going. I'm like, they might not want him to kick because this might something do something to his confidence. And then on Sunday he comes out and he becomes the first kicker with two field goals of a, of at least 59 yards in a game in NFL history. Just crazy stuff. It's it's Dan Bailey all over again. Dan's rookie year in 2011, right. 2012, whenever that was, That's when right. Dan made 30 in a row. Like it's it's crazy. Hey, and who knows? Maybe they were prepping him for this week against Buffalo. You're going up into the elements. It's usually pretty windy up there, and they're trying to get him a feel for it. But I look at that Buffalo game, and Buffalo is starting to play extremely well, and Josh oh. Allen. They are. They're playing well. Okay. I didn't say yeah, they were playing. You win at Kansas City, you, regard, I mean, you're, even if Kansas City might not be, it's still an impressive win. I'm with you. And Sorry, I didn't mean to cut they, you they no. Play, no, and you're right. And they played well against uh, Philly in a losing effort even. And I look at the, the game coming up up there in Buffalo and this stretch that they have that you mentioned a few minutes ago. Dallas has a chance to as Dak would say, write their own story, in a mm -hmm. sense, because all they can do is handle their own business and all of the noise about, well, you can't win outside, you can't win on grass, you can't win against a team over 500. All of those boxes get checked on the way out the door if they handle their own business and continue to play at the level that they've been playing at. And I look at this and the... the confidence that this team is playing with, Todd, I don't think there's a team on their schedule outside of San Francisco in the playoffs, if they were to meet, that they shouldn't feel like they're the better team going into it. I might say Miami at home at with home. their speed and what they do on offense might give them some troubles. But yeah, like how they feel about it, winning five in a row, six in a row, whatever it's been, um, in and how they're doing it again you know we talked about how they, they they're they're piling up the wins on bad teams yeah but they're waxing them right and now they just piled up a win against a good team we, we can't say philadelphia two weeks they, they had the best record in the league until yesterday so that's a good team and they waxed them and i think what the, the this it's gonna be like hopefully it's gonna be 38 degrees in buffalo for for my sake anyway <laughs> uh so that's going to be colder than anything that they've played in this year for sure. Then the following week they're going to Miami. We want to call it eighty to five degrees. Like right. that, that's a huge climate change difference. And if you can win both of those in the cold and in the heat in December, you, you like you said, you're checking off all these boxes that theoretically you could be going in the playoffs with a nine-game win streak theoretically. And you're not going to have a home game. That's just the craziest thing yes. about it all. But the confidence level would be just astronomical that 
I don't know if the Cowboys would really care about that. No, I, I don't think. Terry would. I don't know if the players would. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. He's Todd Archer of NFL Insider for ESPN. Todd, as always, man, we appreciate you and look forward to talking to you next Monday. Hopefully, you won't be stuck in Buffalo. You get to come on back to Dallas, man. I'm just, who's on vacation next week? <laughs> Nobody. We'll both okay, be all right. All right. Uh, Rudy's, Rudy's about to start looking at <laughs> nah, his days after this here. interview. I'll be here. Appreciate you, Todd. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Both.